All right. Well, welcome back to the quadcast. Um, man, it's been a year, a year exactly. Well, yesterday it's been a year and I just have not really done anything much and consistency is key when it comes to podcasting, but this is not, this is not the way to do it. If you are looking to do something, this is not the way to do it, but I have a bit of a new direction that I'm going in for a few episodes here, and this is going to be completely value for value, but I'm going to start with teaching people how to podcast. So there's plenty of shows out there that teach people how to podcast, but this one is going to be a little bit different in the sense that I'm going to show you how to podcast with the most basic of tools and everything being free other than, well, no, not everything free. The recording software is going to be free, provided that you have your own computer. And if you don't have your own computer, then I'm going to walk you through how to do this all on your phone. And if your phone just won't cut it, then I'll show you how to record on any voice recorder and get good sounding audio. It's not perfect, but it's good sounding audio. And that's kind of the theme of this one, this new season, this new section of episodes. So I hope that I don't go a whole nother year before I start recording more after I'm done with this season. But for now, I'm just going to go over a few of the things that I'm doing right now, just so I can explain why I may have some credentials in this field. So I'm in the process of editing and producing and adjusting and consulting on about four different shows and a fifth one is up and coming. I'm still producing the step-by-step walkthrough for that lady on how to get her show up and running. But my show, my show I've been neglecting just on the basis of I'm helping other people. So I don't want that to be the case. So for that reason, I am going to take what I'm learning and what I already know based on, I'm going to say years of podcasting, but just because I've taken breaks, I wouldn't really count it as years of podcasting. Either way, for right now, this one is going to be hosted on rss.com, but I am going to be in the process of creating a brand new feed, which will host all of these files um, that are on the Claudcast, and I will upload them to a new feed. I just need to come up with a name for it. And y'all are going to be along for the ride. Uh, yeah, along for the ride for that. So just buckle in, listen in, because right now I already have a um, a PDF, but it's going to be turned into an EPUB because this is very extensive. I only have uh, eight pages so far, but I've only gone through step one, essentially, which is walking you through how to use Audacity. Now, that's the first bit, uh, bit of software that we're going to run through because that's the free one, but I'm going to go through a paid version as well. And that one is going to be an iOS app and iPad OS. And if you're running the M1 Mac, it'll run on that as well. I believe the M2 and when the M3 comes out, it'll run on that as well. But for right now, I want to start talking about the basics. So I'm just jumping right into it. Just strap in. Y'all are in for it. So first episode is going to be on the basics of what it takes to make your podcast stand out and be something that... I don't know, that you're proud of and that people will be able to recognize something that they'll see as a quality product. So let's start with naming the show. And right now it's going to sound a little bit robotic because I'm reading off of a script that I've written out, but this will be available in audio like you're listening to now, uh, which will be podcasting 2.0 enabled. So it'll have all the chapters that you need and it it will be set up for that. So 
Let's start with naming the show. Your podcast name needs to encompass the totality of what your show will cover. So think in general terms. Don't get so vague that you wash out the intonation behind what it is. But also, think about how the show will grow and evolve. So get artistic about it. So for example, let's say your show is all about quilting. Just rando example, we're going to call it quilting. That just came up to the top of my head when I was writing out this uh, how-to guide. So for now, let's just think of that. So instead of using the word quilting, which is what the show will be about, but why don't we try to get creative and use the language that paints the picture of quilting itself? Something to the effect of, um, I mean, for example, threaded narratives, uh, tapestry journals, or stitched chronicles. You see how the idea of needlework comes into play with the name of the show, but it's not specifically quilting. You never know if you're going to try your hand at crochet or something else that has to do with needlework. So keep in mind that you want your show name to be broad as possible, but still capture the idea of what your show will cover. And that's kind of a basic thing here. So we'll get into some more examples here uh, in the future, but let's move on to show art. So when it comes to show art, there are plenty of paths you can take. So step one or example one is use the same show art for every episode. This is also known as being married to your artwork. Step number two, you could switch out the artwork for every single episode, which is also known as being agnostic to your artwork. Or step number three is a mix of those two, also known as being in an open relationship with your artwork. Now, I came up with these on the fly, but I think they can stick uh, when it comes to explaining how to use your podcast and how to create one. So let's cover number one, being married to your artwork. That requires a lot of thought and creativity. You want something that really embodies this show's ethos. So take a look at the example to the right, or uh, since I'm reading this off, you can check your uh, podcasting 2.0 show notes or uh, chapter art, and you can see the podcast cover art for My Creative Corner or the My Creative Corner podcast. Uh, I don't remember the lady that I stole this from, but I got it from Podcast Index, and I just looked up quilting. Now, her SEO is on point, or the fuzzy search on Podcasting 2.0 is great, but you can scroll through a bunch of different episodes or shows, and you'll see generic, bland artwork, but then this lady has really great-looking artwork. The colors could be a bit more vibrant, so I updated those on the uh, PDF and what you're seeing on the Podcasting 2.0 chapter art, but the show, or this art shows that the podcaster is not, go, is not only going to talk about quilting, but also about the lifestyle that quilting can bring. The colors are soft, and the floral decorations imply the show is gentle and welcoming, almost like the home of a mother or grandmother. The font style flows and merges with the needle from the first word to the last. It's very thoughtful and creative. And if you want to, right about now, the chapter art will, well, I mean, throughout the chapter art, you can go ahead and click the chapter art and it will take you to the link for the show if you wanted to give it a listen and see if my um, assumptions of the show are valid based on the artwork. Let's move on to example number two. Being agnostic does not mean settling for less. And although having good quality art for every show sounds like a big hurdle, most people know at least one creative person and if not, the audience, or sorry, excuse me, if not, the audience can definitely help out. So take a look at the artwork that is flowing through your show art right now. Um, if I could figure out how to make a GIF out of this, I would do it. But for right now, you're just going to see four different cover arts uh, cycling through. And I'm going to land on just one of them that I think is probably the most attractive looking right about now. But you can see how good looking the art can be. 
and how it can be had for every single episode. Now, No Agenda is a different beast altogether. They have a team of artists that compete every single episode for artwork that will be featured on the show. And because the show has such a large reach, the artists will get a ton of exposure. Now, example number three, we're going to move on to example number three. It's an example, or actually, if, if you click on the artwork for that's, that's on your screen right now, you'll be taken over to the No Agenda show, and you will hear, or you can just go ahead and listen to the show and see how the, the show itself is a high-quality product, so the artwork needs to reflect that. You have to have high-quality artwork for high-quality show, value for value. Now, moving on. Example number three is a little less often seen in the wild, but it can be used if the intention is to differentiate different segments or topics of the show on a per-episode basis. So, on my show, um, the Claudcast, a few of the episodes actually have different standard show art for every episode. And you can see that on any of the modern podcasting 2.0 podcast apps, but you may also see that on the Apple Podcast app. I can't remember. I haven't opened that thing in months. So, um, there's that. If you want your show to be about a specific topic, you can update your art with maybe your show's title. Just, uh, you know, paste it on there somehow so you can give the listeners an idea of what the show will be covering. Let's move on to section number three, or the subsection number three, recording. Now, what tools do you have at your discretion for recording? Do you have a full studio setup with sound dampening uh, foam panels or deadening foam panels on the walls and a Neumann U67? Do you have a Blue Yeti and a home office? Do you have an iPhone and a pair of corded earphones? Well, your current setup is what you have to work with. So don't set your expectations too high unless money is no option. And at that point, I'd say set yourself up with the first option. The sound deadening foam on the foam paneling on the walls and that Neumann U67, just go for it. Might as well get yourself that new M1 Mac and get yourself Ableton Live or Logic Pro or some great software and pay for some lessons on how to use it. But we're not assuming that that's the case. Now we'll come back to this later on, as well as every other section. We're not just going to call this it. This is an introduction of what's going to be covered in the PDF that will be released once the last episode is finished up, you'll have a written document that you can follow through at your discretion. But if you think listening to the show is better, then listen along. But let's just call each hypothetical recording situation when we come back to it, setup number one, number two, and number three, respectively, of the examples I gave in this section. Moving on to the next section. And this is essentially a table of contents. Um, I may, in the show notes of this episode, put links to every upcoming episode that covers these topics in more depth maybe if i can do that but for now let's move forward to the software and if you can't tell by my voice i mean i hope you can but i am extremely tired it's 1:23 in the morning but this is the best time that i can record and i'm actually quite loud right now but and there's a lot of background noise but thanks to my setup and my filterings and everything else, you most likely will not even notice the background noise. Now, software. When it comes to which DAW or digital audio workstation you want to use, in the end, it'll boil down to personal preference and available, available instruction material. Now, with the advent of the internet, you'll find a plethora, or plethora, however you want to pronounce that, of information on how to take advantage of any and all DAWs you can imagine. So pick something and run with it. 
Now, for example, this instructional, I'll be using Audacity for post-production and Backpack Studio for recording. And fun fact, this episode specifically is all being done through Audacity. Uh, reason being is Backpack Studio is giving me some issues, so I decided to go ahead and start recording on Audacity. Now, both tools are very flexible and offer the best audio for your money. Backpack Studio is $12.99 on iOS only, um, so you don't have it on Android, at least the recording uh, end of it. But the interviewing, if you're planning on doing an interview with any guests at any point or just a co-host or something, you can use Backpack Studio for that as well. Now, that's a monthly subscription of $9.99 for a certain number of hours, but the developer is super chill. It makes sense. I mean, development is not cheap. Um, just hosting your app on the App Store is $100 a year, so that's not crazy when you think about it, but one person, or if you're serious about your podcast, you would love to give money to the developer. I'm doing it, and I hardly ever do interviews, but I'm paying him because I love the development of it. Now, you definitely could use Audacity alone for every step, but that route causes you to be attached to the hip to your PC. So if you'd like to get something recorded on the fly just as soon as it comes to mind, all you need is an iPhone, Backpack Studio, and a pair of Apple AirPods. That's the cheapest, cheapest setup. Not AirPods, I apologize. Bluetooth is terrible for recording and monitoring your voice, and audio transfer through Bluetooth is just not acceptable in today's day and age. So Corded is always better, so the earpods, not AirPods. If you want to up the ante just a little bit with your on-the-go recording and you have some space, a backpack where you can carry some equipment and you know that you're a podcaster and you'd like to carry your equipment with you, you can buy yourself a Scarlett Focusrite. I have the 2i2, so that way if I wanted to, I can plug in a secondary device and get the audio from that device into the recording software of choice, which is Backpack Studio back to that again. So you'd get that focus right and you would get a now with an iPhone this is where it gets a bit tricky. When you're plugging it into a PC, it's easier because the focus right steals power from the PC to power the device. With an iPhone, you can't push that much power through the lightning port, so you have to add phantom power to the focus right. Meaning you need a lightning to USB adapter that also has power pass through. I'll add a link to that with an image of what you can find in the podcasting 2.0 chapters. If you're looking at your screen right now, you will see it and it'll be up there for the next, I don't know, minute or so. But that is a link to Amazon where you can find that. You can find that at the Apple store, I believe. Either way, it works best with, oh, well, it only works with that. But you, you may have trouble finding the lightning to USB adapter in any uh, retail stores, so Amazon's your best bet. And the reason being is that since Apple switched over to USB-C on the iPads, um, you're hard-pressed to find anything that isn't USB-C now in the Apple Store or in any of the Best Buys or Walmarts or whatever carries Apple plugs. Anyway, moving forward. Distribution. This section deserves a lot longer of a write-up, and it will get one in its own section but the platform you decide on using is dependent on the features the features you plan on implementing this is going to be important whenever we get into the podcasting 2.0 side of things so we'll move on show notes now this can be as simple as using the notes app on your phone but most podcast hosting companies and most podcatchers such as podcast or sorry excuse me podcast apps so 
Let me rephrase that. Most podcatchers or podcast apps require your show notes to be formatted in Markdown. That's just because Markdown is universally acceptable and it's, uh, it's just the way it is. Now, I want to add a side note here and I'm going to take some notes here on the laptop while I'm at it. Um, let's do this here. So I don't believe that I have this written down anywhere later in the uh, write-up that I have. But for now, or actually I do have something set up here, I believe. Let me see. Do I, do I, do I? Um, I do, I do. So I'll just save that for another moment. Okay, we're getting back to this. Um, website. Now, although it's not detrimental to the operation of your show, the necessity for a web page speaks for itself. Um, having a location on the internet where listeners can learn about you, your goals, and other projects you may have started, it just increases exposure and discoverability. Um, and everybody loves discoverability. Now, there are many good website creation tools on the internet. A good number of them are free, um, no code as well. So you don't have to know HTML, CSS, any of that. Um, although it helps, you can get something bespoke if you know what you're looking for. Now, there are many good websites that I mentioned. Um, I have a list of website creation tools that should get you started. I recommend myself card.co and podcasting 2.0 chapter art. So moving forward, if I mention a link or anything, just go ahead and look at your phone and see if the logo showed up. If it did, there'll be a link attached to it. If there isn't, it's because there isn't a link for it, such as a picture on my PC. But either way, card.co, that's C-A-R-R-D dot C-O. And I recommend that due to the simplicity and the fact that they're perfect for podcast landing pages. I have three websites that I've turned on to using it, and all three are different looking and have different use cases and have different reasons why they have certain things applied to them. It's completely free to use for most applications if you want to get the pro plan, which is a yearly billing of, I believe, $100 or so. You get a lot of the pro features like custom domain names and things of that nature. Now, here's a few honorable mentions for website hosting. You can use WordPress. And I'm taking a little bit of a break so you can see the websites go through, but everyone knows I get to Word, WordPress. But I'm not just showing you how to use it. Here, when you click the link, you'll get a how to set up a podcast website using WordPress. And that is a video link to YouTube so you can look through if you want to use WordPress. And I have the same thing for Wix. If you click it, you'll get the same video tutorial, but for Wix instead. And you have one more for Squarespace. That one has the same deal. A YouTube video that brings you, or that teaches you everything you need to know about, well, I mean, at least an introductory, on setting up a podcast website through Squarespace. Moving on again. Transcripts. This is a bit of a weird one. In the sense that a good amount of podcast hosting companies don't even support proper SRT transcripts, but they are a must-have, a must-have for accessibility. Now, believe it or not, there are plenty of hearing impaired people that love listening to podcasts, and the transcripts are a major assist in allowing them to consume content. There's a paid service out there called Otter AI that will transcribe your shows and even separate the speakers. Super cool feature. And you can just add names to the speakers and it'll re remember that for the future. Very able product, very competent, very good at what it does in most situations. But it's paid. Now, if you wanted to go the free route, there are transcription tools that you can download from GitHub that work phenomenally well. For Mac users, and I'm bringing this up specifically, 
because I have a Linux machine, I have a Windows machine, and I have a Mac machine. Um, Mac was donated to me, which is wonderful because it's the M1, and it's only donated for a short amount of time until I can afford one myself. But the Windows and Linux are just a dual boot off of the same laptop. Now, for Mac users, you'll want to download the free transcription tool or transcriber called Mac Whisper from Gumroad. Free, you can use it, works well, it exports in multiple formats, you can pay for the pro version to get some extra things like speaker differentiation and things of that nature, but for just bare bones transcription, it's wonderful. It does sentence level, it does paragraph export, it does sentence export, SRT, VTT, all that good stuff. For Windows, Mac, and Linux, now if you don't want to use Mac Whisper and you want something a little bit with, with one key difference, but also it's um, it's a little more power intensive, I feel like, because when I ran the uh, tool that checks the processing that's being done on the PC, or sorry, the Mac, um, this used 99% of the CPU, which is kind of crazy on the M1, but it's, I mean, it's worth it. Either way, the tool is called Buzz. You can download it from GitHub and you're going to see the logo. You can go there and download it on your M1 Mac. Um, but on the M1, I had to install Homebrew and follow these specific instructions. Now, you're going to see these instructions flash across your screen in multiple order. It's going to be in a step-by-step, but you have to download the, P- the PKG file from the link that is provided here. That's for Buzz. You can download the PKG. Or, I'm sorry, that's for Homebrew. Open your terminal and paste the code you see on your screen here. Or if you get the write-up, you'll have everything in written-up form. So you can just do that later instead of screenshotting and saving text or whatever. But once that's pasted and ran, paste in this next code and hit enter. This is going to create a bash script. Then paste the next code in that you see here. And this is going to change the path for your bash script to allow homebrew to work. A little bit technical not the biggest deal. But once you're done with pasting that into your bash script, type command X, this is on your Mac, and then press Y. That saves the bash script and makes it executable. Once you're done with all that, restart your terminal and you'll be able to run homebrew. After you, or once you get all that working, go ahead and paste this code in. It's just brew install dash dash cask c-a-s-k buzz and that is the package for Buzz, and that's the tool that you'll be able to use to do the transcription. Windows users will find the process much simpler, um, and this process is similar on Linux. Um, just I haven't gotten the write-up done on that yet. I will get that in there later. But for now, Mac users, you got the plus one, and Windows users, excuse me, users, y'all have it way too easy with an .exe file that you can run to install it. Now, throughout this write-up, you're going to have bonus tips just sprinkled throughout. You're going to find that you can use a service like ChatGPT to summarize your transcript into show notes with relative links by pasting the content of your transcript into the input box and saying something similar to, summarize this and make it pseudo... No, no, this is prompt engineering here, ChatGPT, and there's actually an offline version of this that you can get on your MacBook, your M1 MacBook Pro or Mac Pro, whatever, just any M1 Mac, you can get the tool called GPT for all. And that is a local GPT server. It's a local chatbot that is trained on roughly the same data that ChatGPT is trained on. Now I would use the MacBook Pro with the M1 Pro or M1 Max chip, just because you're going to have much more RAM to work with, and you're going to be able to use much more capable 
um, uh, what do you call it, models for your instruction set or your language set. But if you type in, summarize this and make it suitable for podcast show notes and add any relative links that are mentioned in the body of text, then put a colon and paste in the transcript, the tool ChatGPT, it runs on GPUs, so it runs relatively quick, even with a large body of text like the transcript for an hour and a half long podcast, it will summarize the entire show, and if there are links necessary, you can get links to the internet for all of the things that were mentioned just using that. You may have to tweak the prompt just a little bit because ChatGPT is fickle like that, but that's how it works. Now, remember how I said that we talked about getting all of this figured out, we're going to move on to recording. So in this episode, we'll come back to naming your show and show art and where you can get these things done up. And if you don't have an artist on hand, I can recommend some artists for you in the next episode. But for right now, we're going to talk about recording in this episode. So let's start. With all the preamble out of the way, let's get straight into recording. So for the first example, I'll cover, I'll cover how to record with Audacity, how to export a file in a format that is suitable for all podcast hosts. Hint, it's most likely going to be an MP3 file. But some places uh, accept Wave, and I would use Wave because it's a little bit higher, a little bit denser, a little bit higher on the quality index, but still, MP3 is just fine. We're not producing Hollywood dramas. I mean, you may be. But either way, most hosts don't allow that. If you host your own files, which will be another section being hosting companies, I'll talk about IPFS hosting and everything else. But either way, if you host your own, you can host pretty much whatever file format you want and go with FLAC at that point. But, you know, it's kind of overkill. You're going to get two gigs of an audio file, and that's just going to be a strain on any podcast downloader or podcatcher. Anyway, we'll talk about how to export that to be suitable for all podcasts. I'll also cover proper mic technique, and we'll go over multiple audio effects you can use to get as close to a studio sound as possible using just Audacity. Now, here's another bonus tip. If your initial recording is less than desirable, meaning tons of background noise, tons of just nonsense, your voice sounds like it's far away, too much reverb, you're in a room that wasn't treated, you got tons of glass around you, so it's just reverb off the side, you got an echo, something's not right. You can run the initial MP3 without any edits through Adobe Speech Enhance to clean it up. So looking at your screen, like I said, you'll get the link to that. That'll clean it up and run a few effects over it to clean it up further afterwards through Audacity. Now this tool is masterful at removing X oh well, well, hold on. Yeah, removing background noise and bringing more presence to the audio at the expense of a slightly robotic sounding sound. I say slightly because it takes a semi-discerning ear to notice the difference. And once you've been turned on to that idea, you'll start noticing it if you have a discerning ear. If you don't really care that much about audio quality, excuse me, there was a yawn that came through. If you don't care too much about audio quality, um, just because you believe your content is way too good. And a perfect example of this is the survival podcast with Jack Spierko. He does not do hardly any treatment to his audio. He basically records from mic to tape and doesn't even run a compressor. It seems like maybe it's in line. I don't know, but it's fine. The content on his show is just wonderful. And he got a massive following by recording with his phone in the car 
and there was no treatment done. He didn't have Backpack Studio to rely on. He had nothing. So if your content is just quality enough, then audio quality is allowed to suffer, but every single podcast deserves great sounding audio. That's my belief. My voice broke. How embarrassing. Speaking of, I mean, I'm talking about how to make good sounding audio and I'm lacking here. Anyway, let's move on. Step one, plug your mic in before starting Audacity. Now, although this sounds like a no brainer, um, USB, not to mention USB-C, is fickle at best and it's a miracle of modern technology that anything actually works as intended. So remember this, when in a bind, unplug that line, shut down the code and reboot your flow. Kind of rhymes, but that's the idea here. If it's not recognizing your mic and your um, interface, if you're using an interface, which you kind of have to do unless you're using a USB mic, um, either way, it's going to be connected through USB. Just unplug it, plug it, well, shut down Audacity, unplug your thing, plug your thing back in, and then restart Audacity. You should be good to go at that point. Now, are you using USB or XLR? Either one works, but I would recommend XLR with a half-decent audio interface. You can find the Scarlett Focusrite 2i2, link is going to be in the chapter art, on eBay for around 95 bucks, and a Shure SM58 for around 50 bucks. And these are perfect for an introductory setup. Fun fact, that's what I'm using to record this. Now, as for the USB mic, a Blue Yeti is probably the best introductory mic. It's won multiple awards, and it's generally accepted to be one of the best-sounding USB mics for the bang for the buck. It can be picked up on eBay anywhere from $10 to $120, and you can get way higher if you get a special edition or if someone's done some work to their Blue Yeti by bedazzling it or something, but there's no need for that. Just get yourself one of the cheaper ones. I'd say stay around the $50 zone just because you can kind of be sure that there isn't going to be any problems with it. It hasn't been dropped, anything of that nature. Now, moving on. Step number two. Let's open Audacity. Or once it recognizes your mic and you feel like the room you're recording in is suitable for the best possible audio, it's time to record your content. Woohoo! But keep this in mind. As long as you're in a room with a lot of objects and objects that are porous in nature, so couches, a closet with clothing, things of that nature, just don't worry too much about the room that you're in. You'll get the best possible audio as long as you're in a room with that many things. If it's all hard surfaces and open, you can get this echo and reverb, then you're in trouble. But like I keep saying, I'm in absolutely no audio treatment right now. So keep that in mind. Now I'm going to take some time to explain some things about Audacity for the layman. And if you already know your way around Audacity, you can just skip through this section. Um, I'll have a chapter marker that kind of goes past this, but I'll also have my own episode on Audacity in the future, just kind of breaking that down. But I want to explain a few things. And I mean, an episode on how to apply all the effects. This is going to round out this episode right here. I'm just going to go over Audacity and how to use it and what everything all is for everyone, because it's surprisingly enough, there's plenty of people that don't actually know how to use it or what everything actually is. So let me explain a few things about Audacity. So where, like what you're looking at on your screen right now on your podcasting 2.0 player is the main view of Audacity. And this is where you're going to spend most, if not all of your time, um, pretty much most 90 some odd percent is going to be here. Now the player and recording controls are on the top left hand side. The controls are in the top middle portion of the screen and are for basic editing and scrubbing. 
then the top right hand side of the screen is explained in the attached photo so let me see if i can open that larger so i can take a good look at it and take a good gander um yeah so you got your volume meter and you can use that to see how loud the background noise is and get a good idea of where your noise gate should be set and then you got your uh your waveform at the bottom so you're gonna see the pictures on the chapters kind of move around and who knows what but the waveform you want that to actually have something on it you don't want to just have it as a one solid line whether it's got a little bit of fuzzy at the bottom or whether it's got just one flat line that means something's wrong with your input so you need to adjust your input and to adjust the input you would hit the audio setup button back in the middle of the screen look at your screen you're going to see that highlighted you go there and you click through that until you make sure that your input is set to either your Focusrite 2i2 if you're using the interface if you're just using a usb mic you're going to want to set it to what the usb mic is titled at so if you have an old mic like something that isn't supported by audacity because the drivers are too old some old 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 usb mic well then you're kind of out of luck and you got to upgrade at some point might as well buy a new one so go with either the Blue Yeti or shell out just a couple more dollars for that Scarlett Focusrite and the Shure SM58 or any other mic that has an XLR uh, acceptance that accepts XLR, which is pretty much every mic that isn't USB. Now, moving along, the effects tab is where the magic happens. Now there's a I'm going to use this word again, plethora of third-party plugins that are compatible with Audacity. But for now, we're going to be focusing on the built-in plugins just because some of these third-party ones don't work based on updates to Audacity, updates to the operating system, incompatibility issues because you think that a plugin will work just because it's called a plugin. But there's a good website where I'll link that in the show notes and also in the chapter art where you can get more plugins for Audacity. This will also be in the write-up. Um, let me actually take that note here in just a second. Uh, where am I talking about here? Um, add link to Nyquist plugins. Nyquist is the, uh, the name of the plugins services or the plugins that Audacity accepts. So I suggest taking a few hours to play around with each of the settings to get a feel for how they affect your audio. Just record yourself um, singing a song or saying the ABCs or something of that nature just to get yourself some good audio to play around with and um, you'll be good from there. Now, once you got a decent grasp of what each audio effect does and you're happy with how your audio sounds, you can go to the file section of the menu and hit export. Save project simply saves your current editing state in Audacity. It does not save a file that is usable on any podcast hosting company or really any audio player on your PC except for Audacity. So you will need to export the file in either MP3 or WAV. MP3 is still the most compatible. So I suggest doing MP3. Now, if you look at your screen, the settings set on this page are the best you can get for an mp3 file with audacity so your quality level is 320 kilobits per second and you're going to want to force the export to mono and i'll explain that in a second but your bitrate mode needs to be on constant don't make it average don't make it variable make it constant and that's because you're going to get a constant bitrate of 320 kilobits per second versus an average where it dips down or goes up or or something and then you get the variable is dipping down and jumping up on the bit rate nonsense make it constant constant now 
like I said, notice how the force export to mono box is checked. In most cases, you will not need a stereo file as most podcasts do not take advantage of the stereo effect when recording and this usually requires multi-track recording anyway. So that box will remain checked until you decide that your show requires stereo files. Now, that's rounding this out. That's basically how to record, what to play with, next episode that comes out, which which will be, let me see here, what's the next in the section. Um, I'm going to go over naming the show and show art. This was just a little bit of preamble. I'll get back into recording um, afterward, and I'll go over a bit of the editing that you can do on that front. So um, I will be making a, a file that has raw audio with all the noise that you can hear in the background. I will have a section of the file that is edited with every single step so you can hear it with your own ears on how every single audio effect that I recommend you use will affect your audio output and the final product. But that will be episode three, episode two, because this is episode one of this section. I'm just, I know it's episode 34 of the Claudecast, but this is a new season, new section, and it's all about starting your own show and doing it well. This is something I know that I'm decent at, so I'm going to just give out whatever knowledge I can so everyone can have some firm grounding on how to start their own show. So next one will be on naming the show, how to come up with some names, how to actually implement the names, how to um, focus group them, so to speak, just test the waters on the idea and get everything rounded out on that front. Also, we're going to go over show art. So how to find show art, how to make it make sense, tools you can use that are either free or paid that give you either um, something professional, something playful, whatever you'd like, how to actually make that acceptable for Apple Podcasts because they have a 3,000 by 3,000 pixel requirement to even get your show approved on Apple Podcasts. But we'll talk about that part under the distribution episode. So I got a couple episodes lined up and this is just helping me to get content out there for this section of the Claudcast. Now, with all that being said, this is a value for value podcast. Any value you get out of this episode or any episode to come would be much appreciated if you could donate some of that value back, whether that be with time, talent, or treasure. If you have some tips or you think I missed something, either comment it on any of the modern podcasting apps, that being um, the most popular for comments is Fountain. But if you have artwork that you'd like to send in, if you have tips on what else I can include as far as making podcasting easier, please send that in. And I actually request if anyone knows how to add gifs or gifs or however you pronounce it into the chapter art i would greatly appreciate it i'm looking into ipfs podcast hosting and as far as that goes that is very technically intense so that's going to get its own episode altogether on how to make that work and that's because that it should go under hosting but i'm going to talk about other hosting companies first because that's user friendly but technical technically speaking i'm going to talk about ipfs podcasting on its own so that's it for this one. If you found the show valuable, if you think it's going to be valuable, go ahead and subscribe to the show. Listen in for more updates. This is going to be either a weekly or bi-weekly update schedule because I need to type this all up. I have a very intensive job. I'm managing four other shows, so I don't have all the time in the world to dedicate to recording myself. Like I'm, I'm telling you now, it's two o'clock in the morning. 
So I'm finding time where I can, but this is a passion project. And fun fact, the word passion, and I just learned this by listening to the survival podcast, go ahead and check it out. Link is going to be in the chapter art. But this, the word passion, the origin of that is not, it's not what you th- think necessarily, I mean, you might think it, but it means something that you're so dedicated to, you're willing to sacrifice things for it. So passion of the Christ, Jesus Christ was willing to sacrifice himself for God's will. So I'm not making an equation here saying that my passion for podcasting is the same. That's not my point. My point is I'm willing to sacrifice my time with sleep and my time, which is valuable, which is why I'd require, well, request that y'all would donate some value back. I find this valuable. I'm willing to donate some time to it. And for that reason, I'm passionate about it. Now, that's it for this one. I'm going to round this one out. You're going to hear the outro track going right now. And I just hope y'all have a good one. And I hope this one is what y'all are waiting for. I hope, (laughs) I don't think so, but I hope, and I hope I can get back on the horse with this and maybe even start a new show with all the things that I've been learning about podcasting along the way. I'm still trying to get that audio drama going, but man, voice actors are hard to come by. And if I do it all myself, it's going to be a struggle. So that's in the future. But right now, I'm going to leave you all with this. And uh, yeah, have a great one. Money printer go, money printer go, money printer, money printer, money printer go. Während die Money Printer Maschine läuft, kauf ich im Hintergrund Satoshis und geh all in Bitcoin. Ja, 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 jetzt wird wieder in die Hände gespuckt. Es wird wieder Money, Money ohne Ende gedruckt. Yeah, Sparen ist so vintage, jetzt wird geprintet. Instant, wir brauchen noch mehr Tinte, no limit. Miss Lagarde ist in Fahrt, printet hart. Unser Geld ist wie der Darm, völlig im Arsch. Die EZB wie ein Jockey, die machen. Die sind wie Frieren beim Hockey und es geht Auf zum Galopp, kauf dein Stock, pump it up Wert von Fiat Money existiert ausschließlich in nem Kopf Geldmengenbestände verdoppler Zentralbanken machen den Heli, 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 Helikopter Money Printer go, Money Printer go Money Printer, Money Printer, Money Printer go Während die Money Printer Maschine läuft Kauf ich im Hintergrund Satoshis und geh on in Bitcoin Money Printer go, Money Printer go Money Printer, Money Printer, Money Printer go Während die Money Printer Maschine läuft kauf ich im Hintergrund Satoshis und geh all in Bitcoin Money Printer, hart wie Winter Wie stark Strom, Kabeldraht am Fassen zittert Money Printer, Presse baut Druck auf Wie Heroin, Junkies im Suchtrausch Kapital druckt Sound Nur ein, zwei Kassenkombinationen erschaffen Millionen raus Die Kaufkraft wird der Masse gestohlen Money Printer läuft in Endlosschleife Branded Scheine, M2 steigern, Geld verschleißend Ich kauf angstlos mehr Sets, weil belangloses Cash Kriegt die Banknote 6, wird an Handnot ersetzt Gib mir Money Print, mehr Money out of thin air Kann Tillionär gewinnt, mehr Jetzt wird nachgeladen, die Bazooka schussbereit Schalte den Drucker ein, ruckzuck, spuck ein Schein Spielautomaten, hol alles aus der Maschine raus Mach den fucking Fiat Sound Money Printer go, Money Printer go Money Printer, Money Printer, Money Printer go Während die Money Printer Maschine läuft Kauf ich im Hintergrund Satoshis und geh on in Bitcoin Money Printer go, Money Printer go Money Printer, Money Printer, Money Printer, Money Printer go Während die Money Printer Maschine läuft Kauf ich im Hintergrund Satoshis und geh on in Bitcoin